0: Thank you for joining and tuning in uh, for 29 minutes with us this morning. We're grateful. This is the day, as Psalm 118 and 24 says, that the Lord has made, and we rejoice. We are glad in it. My name is Paul. I am privileged to serve as pastor of Victory Church of Charlottesville, where we exist to see people reconciled to God and to each other. And this morning, I'm just grateful uh, to be alive. I'm grateful that God woke me up another day. uh, He allowed me to continue breathing last night. All is not well with the world, but another day above ground. I now have the chance, as do you if you're listening to this, uh, to participate in God's will in heaven being done here on earth in this crazy chaotic world. And so I'm thankful for that and thankful for this space where we get to break open the word of God uh, together. And I pray beyond this 29-minute moment that you have Time and rather that you make time during the week to, to break open the, the Word of God alone, yes, and also with others. Uh, this morning, I was privileged to, to, to just have a moment with our Victory Group leaders who are uh, meeting weekly now, and, and I now get the privilege of meeting with them once a month. Um, and there's nothing like growing with others. There's nothing like uh, serving God together. There's nothing like uh as 1 Corinthians 12 says, being with the other parts of the body that we desperately need um, to see God's will on earth be done as it is in heaven. Um, And to that end, let me just take a moment this morning uh, to just say thank you for those who have continued to give uh, financially to Victory Church of Charlottesville as unto the Lord, but you've been giving to this church. Thank you. Um, When we met in person, we would Make a point every Sunday morning to share a brief devotional um, from the stage about why we give uh, so that we would never just, you know, give financially out of compulsion or uh, even out of routine, but that it would be a part of, as, is, as it, it is intended to be, a part of our worship unto a holy God. Um, and, and so we, we, though we've not said a whole lot over the past several months um, about giving financially, so as not to be insensitive to the very real financial challenges that many of us are facing in this season, the reality still is that the first fruits of all of our increase belongs to Jesus. He owns it all, and he's, he's, if you will, given it to us on loan. And, and so uh, he can do so much more with the 90% that we get to keep, so much more with that than we could ever do with the 100% we might try to hoard. And so with that, thank you to so those who have consistently given over that time. I know our communication team every week, they'll drop the link in the chat. I re- rarely say anything about it, but, but thank you for those who have uh, continued to give unto the Lord. But I recognize you're giving to this entity, Victory Church, uh, as a part of your worship to the Lord. And to God be the glory with, with you know minimal overhead expenses for a variety of reasons. Um, Certainly over the last several months, not having to pay rent and, 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 and such. Um, as tough as it is, by the way, to not be in person, to, to though have that wiggle room financially, we've been able to, for example, purchase outright our first residential home that, by the way, is almost ready for occupancy. Uh, we're really excited about that. It's a part of our new Victorious Living Ministry, which seeks to pursue justice through housing opportunity here in Charlottesville. Um, so your giving has helped to make this a reality. We've been able to increase our partnership levels uh, with at least three entities uh, here in Charlottesville, three that we've we've called partners since we started Victory Church. Uh, their visions are really close to the heart of ours here at Victory, which City of Promise is one, Abundant Life. Uh, we recently were able to give to their Johnson Tutoring Program, which is specific to this uh, pandemic and and the, uh, the 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 needs there um, financially to support that. The Boys and Girls Club, uh, just been able to give generously uh, throughout the pandemic where there was a need, whether it was for you, uh, supporting a congregant, giving to the Charlottesville Area Community Foundation Fund uh, in support of broader efforts related particularly to this pandemic, um, to support those who uh, uh, some months ago lost housing due to a devastating fire, To say thank you to a variety of first responders just those are just some examples of the ways that your giving has been able to go through victory um, and minister to those in need um, in our city and beyond and all the while saving continually rather aggressively so that we are prepared to buy our next residential home with cash which is always our goal um, so that we can continue to pursue justice through housing opportunity so again thank you so much wanted to take a minute uh, an intentional purposeful minute to say thank you uh, thank you for for partnering with us in that way as a part of your worship to the Lord um, with that turn with me to the book of Galatians uh, we're gonna look at chapter 5 this morning verse 22 uh, we have been in well I should say in the month of September we were in a series entitled the Holy Spirit and just decided this month uh, to extend that series a bit and talk more about the Holy Spirit. Um, I'd ask you to raise your hand. You can raise your virtual hand or your real one on the in your own living room or kitchen. But how many of us realize the need for the Holy Spirit this morning and every day? I know I definitely need the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 uh verses, we'll read two verses actually, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And before we read, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for this opportunity to study the Word of God. We thank you for the privilege of opening up Scripture together. I pray according to your word that you would open our eyes so that we would see all of the wonderful things you have for us in the Word of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 reads this way. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. The title of the message this morning is The Agency of the Holy Spirit. The agency of the Holy Spirit. Um, Yesterday in our household, we uh, had our, uh, or I should say between our exciting ventures to Costco uh, and Trader Joe's, which these days is like Disney uh, for our kids. um, Our kids built a a, a fort in the living room. Um, and, And in so doing, you know, grabbing whatever they could grab to make forts to play in. They hit some points in building where they felt like, you know what, adult help is needed right now. Whether it was to lift something they couldn't lift or to move something they just couldn't move alone, they needed help. So they called, Daddy, Daddy, we need you. (laughs) Like right now, Daddy, would you come help us with this table? Help us pull this this blanket and, and can you help us figure out how to make some additional rooms here? Daddy, help, we need you now. And so I helped as best I could with the fort few moments after I lended a hand to that effort, I came back and I said, hey, you know, can I come in the fort, you know, just to come and check it out. And and, and one of our children uh, didn't say a word verbally, but definitely spoke Um, kind of like, mm, you know, as if to say like, yeah, no, (laughs) we're good. You stay out here. We don't need you anymore. Your help was good. And that moment has passed. Thank you, daddy. And I thought after I recovered my ego and all, I I thought, how many of us treat the Holy Spirit just like that? God, Jesus, just like that. One moment, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we're yelling out all the names of the Godhead, the Trinity, whatever word you want to use. I won't split hairs about that. We're we're, We're calling out every single word. I need you right now, Holy Spirit. I need your love right now. I need your peace right now. I need your your forbearance or your patience with me right now. I need your kindness right now. I need your goodness right now. I need your faithfulness right now. I need your gentleness right now. Oh lord I need your self-control right now. In other words. I need. I need you to help me get this job right now. I need you to help me to figure out this problem on my job right now i need you to rescue my marriage right now i need you to help me deal with my crazy roommate right now i need you to bring some peace amidst my parents divorce right now i need you to help just give me some sanity in the midst of this pandemic i need my i need you to be my memory for this gre i need you to show up and i need you to show up right now holy spirit I've done all that I can, but, but my, my, my bachelor's degree, it's not helping me to grieve my father's health situation right now. I need you, Holy Spirit. My master's degree, it's not faithful enough to deliver me from, from this or that predicament. My, my PhD or my MD or my JD, it's not, it can't love me the way that I need to be loved. Holy Spirit, I need you and I need you now. Anybody ever have moments like that? Don't we all have moments like that? Daddy, help me build this fort. Please, right now, Daddy. And then the moment passes. And the Holy Spirit, who Jesus intended, as is said in the fifth chapter of Ephesians, to live with us, intended to live with us. In fact, when he ascended to the Father, he, he, he many he says, I'm leaving you, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is asking, can I come in and stay? And many of us are like, hmm yeah mm, mm, mm. i'm good i just i kind of just needed your help with the fort (laughs) The, the moment passed holy spirit i'll call you back i got the job i'm good now the adoption papers they all went through with smooth i'm good i got the answers to that problem at work in a dream it was great thank you lord my son decided not to drive off the road that night god i thank you i woke up with some peace i'm i'm good i'm good now On another front, uh, if any parents are watching this, how many parents know that the same hands that are beckoned to, to, to help can at times also be the same hands that are refused because they've been deemed to cause all the pain and suffering in their world. I'll actually never forget saying to one of my parents as a child, you mess everything up. Oh. Uh, I don't really remember what came after that at all. It just kind of went black. But I, I, I kind of remember saying that and have apologized profusely since and repented to the Lord. And I just remind myself actually of that moment whenever my kids come out of their mouth sideways with some craziness. And might we, we might even have been tempted in these pandemic moments, particularly the season we find ourselves in right now, to, to utter similar foolishness. Talking about. You know, this this here pandemic is crazy, Holy Spirit. Just give me the wheel. <laughs> Let me take over. What kind of good God would, would, would cause all this chaos? What, what kind of God would allow this to happen? Anybody ask any of those questions ever? Give me the wheel, Holy Spirit. I got it now. And by the way, as a brief aside, if I may, uh, but a relevant point. We, we purposefully say here at Victory that, 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 that God has never promised us a storm-free life. Never, never promised us. Actually, the opposite. John 16, 33 says, in this life, you will have trouble. You will. You can count on it. Doesn't promise us a storm-free life, but he does promise us a storm-proof life. The end of John chapter 16, verse 33 says, take heart, because I, God, has overcome the world. So in me, you can have peace. Isaiah says it this way, chapter 43, verse 2, when you pass through the waters... I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And even if the storm takes us out, even if our immediate prayer for our loved one uh, to be able to stay with us here on this earth isn't answered. Anybody ever been there? Anybody living real life right now? Even if they may not recover from COVID-19 when there seems there was so much ministry left for them to do here on the earth. The storm still didn't win because God has overcome the world, death and the grave. He's conquered it all. And so, no, that's not, you know, a, a cop out of any sort, some fancy reframe to make us all feel better. That's truth. That's real. The flame of hope in Jesus can never be extinguished. Don't care how bad it gets. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you to have a storm-proof life. Y'all, we win. We win. Victory is ours. I've always been amazed, actually, and inspired, quite honestly, when, when I've crossed paths with someone who had really been with Jesus. As you can kind of tell, when, and even since I was a kid, there was just always a sense when somebody had really been with Jesus or they had just been with a book, literature, literature, right? Uh, uh, they, they, or, or training. Um, in seminary, our professors used to often say, don't just go through seminary, you better let seminary run through you. And what they meant was let the Holy Spirit impact you and meet you and encounter you. Seminary won't be enough. We need the Holy Spirit. Now the training, the books, the literature, they're not mutually exclusive. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite tangential now, but I'll make my way back. Uh To the main points, clearly, I think my own track record would indicate that I prioritize books and training and and schooling and and I'm done with school is I've had enough, but it is a part of one's faith journey for sure, but above it all, above every degree, above every conversation about uh I was talking about apologetics with somebody this week above that above every good plan, every good outline, and there should be above all that is that that are might maybe even good tools. There's nothing like the presence of Almighty God. When you've been with Jesus, it matters. If Jesus doesn't show up, if the Holy Spirit isn't present, what's the point? Holy Spirit, you make all the difference in our being reconciled to God and to each other. Holy Spirit, you make all the difference in our victorious living ministry, doing way more than just providing housing. Holy Spirit, you take this here Facebook Live and all of the other virtual mediums we're leveraging to no end these days to cultivate the soils of our hearts to receive your word in such a way that brings life that we couldn't produce on our own. And whatever the circumstances, as I close that long parenthetical and bring us on back uh, on track, if you if you wish this morning. Whatever the circumstances, whether the moment has passed, as I was talking about helping with the fort and not being needed anymore. Whether that moment of our really recognizing that we needed the Holy Spirit, whether that moment has passed or maybe we're just fed up with life and tired of the Holy Spirit. So we think whatever the circumstances. We can find ourselves, all of us, refusing the only entity and presence that can produce the fruit spoken of here in our text. Ephesians 5, God help us. Help me with the 12 minutes I got left. Help us all, Holy Spirit. What's spoken of here in our text, these these things do not flow from our own human nature. Verses 19 through 21 leading up to the 22nd and 23rd verse that we read, they, they clearly delineate, if you will, or list those things that are a result of the human heart. So the main, main point that I'll emphasize is that the human heart fails at what only the Holy Spirit's operation on the soul can produce. The human heart fails at what only the Holy Spirit's operation on the soul can produce. Here, this is the book of Galatians. It stands as a rather, speaking of apologetics, it stands as a rather vigorous uh, apologetic or defense for the biblical truth that we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. And that we are sanctified, not by legalistic works, but by the obedience that comes from faith in the word of God and God's work for us and in us and through us by the grace and the power of God and the Holy Spirit. Apostle Paul, who's believed to have written a significant portion of the entire New Testament, including this letter, uh, writes to a group of churches in Galatia and is trying to counter those who taught that Christians must be circumcised in order to be accepted by God. And Paul, beginning the book with a defense of his apostolic ministry in the early chapters one and two, if you want to go back for context, And that his commission was directly from God and not other apostles. He then goes on to show that the real nature and design of the law of Moses was to lead us to Christ. And that the unique rites and and mosaic rituals and circumcision in particular were not necessary for justification. Which means being declared righteous or cleansed from our sins and saved by God. Chapter 5, in which we find our text this morning, continues by encouraging the Galatians to renounce their conformity to the Jewish law and to become entirely conformed to the gospel, to stand firm in the liberty of Christianity, to not be brought again under the bondage of rites or ceremonies or customs. Not because they're all bad, they're not. To be clear, they're not all bad. And similarly, some of the boundaries right now that we might even set up in our lives, they're not bad. Paul is simply saying, that even if you check off every box though, you can still be jacked up if you don't allow Christ to live through you. If the Holy Spirit isn't permeating every aspect of our beings. Apostle Paul also cautions them to, 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 uh, to not in their newfound freedom in Christ, give away the passions or, or uh, give way to the passions of their flesh, which are ever in wait. Romans 6 and 15 says, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? No, of course not, by no means. And Paul makes again clear in verses 16 through 21 of this text, what some of those passions of the flesh are for each of them. And dare I say, for each of us, those certain passions may pull on some more than others. And by no means is that an exhaustive list that you see there in those verses leading up to verse 22, but it begins to show Uh, our Adamic nature being in the line of Adam we are and how the legacy of sin we've inherited manifests. If we are not walking in the spirit as verse 16 of this chapter says, but, but to the verse of emphasis this morning, I would say, turn to your neighbor, text your neighbor, chat them in the Facebook chat, your neighbor, but which is a signal that there is a way out. The fruit of the spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The human heart fails at what only the Holy Spirit's operation on the soul can produce. Even in a pandemic, Pastor Paul, yes. Oh, yes. The Holy Spirit can produce even and especially in adverse situations. But in order for that kind of fruit to be born, we have to be connected to the right vine. The kind of vine that's been untainted, the kind of vine that has that has weathered every single storm already, the kind of vine that uh, that has embraced death when it wasn't his to die, the kind of vine that right on cue was predicted hundreds of years earlier conquered death by getting up out of the grave with all power in his hand and To connect to that vine, we have to connect with his word, and we have to connect with his word every single day. And we have to connect with other parts of the body as a part of that process. Ephesians 2 and 22 says, and in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. That's why we emphasize victory groups here at Victory Church. The human heart fails at what only the Holy Spirit's operations on the soul can produce. And can I just be transparent? Uh, I always am. Don't need that disclaimer. But, but uh, perhaps more so transparent. I don't know. Uh, the enemy of our soul, the, the devil, Satan, his desire, y'all, has not changed. It's to steal, to kill, and to destroy you, John 10 and 10 says. It's to sift you and me as wheat. As the Lord said to Simon in Luke 22, verse 31, to awaken the desires of your flesh and to take you out. Point blank, period. My concern, my prayer, especially in this season, is that we would not be tempted to connect to, to, to vines that might seem appealing, that, but that will only produce, as Genesis 3 and 18 says, will only produce thorns and thistles. Genesis 3 and 18 says, cursed The cursed ground will only produce thorns and thistles for you. I don't want to produce thorns and thistles. Our own understanding will produce thorns and thistles. That's why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust not in our own understanding, but in the Lord. Refusing the multitude of counsel where there is much wisdom when we're making major decisions will produce thorns and thistles. Please don't. Searching for the kind of relief only God can bring But searching from earthly sources will produce thorns and thistles, allowing the enemy of our souls to plant crazy ideas veiled in biblical half-truths that cause more division than they do unity will produce thorns and thistles. And the enemy is crafty. I don't even like talking about the guy, you know, Satan a whole lot. He's defeated. I don't even want that name coming out of my mouth a whole lot or giving him a whole lot of attention. But he is real and very crafty and cunning and a liar and what my concern increasingly in this season especially is that he as he comes for you especially your mind and your habits especially in this unusual time of isolation it'll come to you, telling you craziness like i told my parents look at look at y'all messing every you always mess everything up god look at you messing everything up how could you let this happen you really think god is who he is you really think so and your family they haven't called they haven't even called to check on you family and all that church oh if they were the church they'd be doing such and such and so and so you need to do your own thing this job of yours why are you even there didn't god say he would provide I know about that whole thing of the multitude of counseling, but I get it. But won't God just speak to you, reg? Won't he just speak to you directly? Isn't that what the preacher says? He'll talk to you directly through the word. And you know, you really need to tell that person off right now. You need to lose all self-control. Forgiveness? No, some things just ain't forgivable. Love? Nah. He's crafty. But the devil is a liar. He is a liar he is a liar and connected to that will only produce thorns and thistles but but the spirit produces love joy peace forbearance patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and against such things there is no law no law. And as I close going over the 29 minutes, maybe a little bit, but if you'll bear with me a couple of minutes before all of the Regal cinemas closed down and we're closing all over the country, including our city of Charlottesville, our family went to the movies and we went to the movies. One time I remember with some friends and all of us brought our kids with us. We had a great time and in, in the movie we saw uh <clears throat> had a character in the movie whose name was bonnie and bonnie was so nervous in this movie to start kindergarten so her 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 toys came to life and they wanted to try and help her to make it through her first day of kindergarten and while at school woody <laughs> snuck out of the backpack and, and grabbed some leftover craft material that someone had thrown in the trash and left it for Bonnie. And Bonnie made this really neat craft out of a a spork and some yarn and some other materials. And that little toy helped her get through the day and every single day. Only problem was Forky, her creation, the name of that toy, just kept trying to jump back in the trash. He didn't realize that he had something to offer Bonnie that was priceless. Something that helped her to maintain her joy, her peace. One point Woody even said in so many words, look, Forky, I I, I know you came from that trash, and, and 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 there's something about that trash that seems appealing, but it's trash, and you aren't that trash, Forky. You don't have to go there, you don't have to go back. You can be a new creation, Forky. And your your steadfastness, your and your in your newness. Forky, it's going to bring life to Bonnie and to others. And y'all, the truth is, the temptation is for all of us to jump back into trash. There are pandemics and circumstances curated in many ways to facilitate and make it easy for us to jump back in to trash. To indulge the passions and the desires of our flesh. And it's real. All of it is real. I get it. My admonishment though today is to embrace the but, from verse 22, that God has a way out. We don't have to go there. And the good news, in addition to that good news, is that God isn't here to just even beat us up about where we may have come from. He's simply here through his word to say that he can and wants to transform our lives, even in the midst of a pandemic and not just for us and our benefit. Though, yes, that's a part of it. Thank you, Lord, for coming to us and for us and feeding us. But no, he comes to us, for us, so that through us, he can be who he wants to be to the others in our sphere of influence. Imagine apple trees, for example. They're not just there to admire themselves. Look at that one. Oh, my goodness. Look at the shape on that bad boy. Oh, the ripeness. It's just so ready. No, they don't sit there and talk about how good they look. It's so that others can eat off of them. Others can eat off of our lives the fruit that has been born by the Holy Spirit's presence and dwelling consistently in our lives. So that then others can find the truth of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit through our lives. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Call and response virtually, God. We're going to work on that. I don't know what it looks like, but amen is just your saying, not to me, but Surely, surely, verily, verily, show enough, if you will. Amen. I agree with the word of God and God help us to all this morning apply it to our lives. As you posture yourselves in prayer, whether that's with closed eyes and bowed head, however you are, I want to pray specifically for those who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You've never confessed With your mouth that Jesus is Lord and and believe truly in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. I want to pray for you. If today is the day you want to confess that, might I say there's never a bad day to make a great decision. And that prayer from Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 is all that is needed. I confess with my mouth. You can repeat after me. That Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Come into my heart. Change me. I repent of every way that I have grieved you, Holy Spirit. I commit to turning toward you the rest of my days. And I recognize it doesn't mean a storm-free life. I'm going to go through some stuff. But it's storm-proof in that the hope of glory on the inside of me can't be extinguished by any circumstance of this world and that when this old earthly tabernacle does dissolve because it's not promised to stay we've got another house scripture says not made with hands i accept your victory jesus and for the rest of my days all of us can pray this the rest of our days We will participate in your will being done on earth as it is in heaven until that day when our time is up and we can live on with you, storm-proof. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Family, we love you so much. We pray God's blessings over you, and, and as always, every week, Our living in victory does not imply no challenges. It implies, in fact, that there are some. There's got to be a battle to appreciate a victory. And yet, the fight is fixed. God's won it. And so today, this week, let's live in victory. Have an amazing week. We'll see you here same time uh, next week. Love you.